millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, everyone, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim, and as always, I am joined by Brandy, the blue hair beauty. Herman, how are you today, Brandy? I'm fine, Tim. How are you? I'm outstanding. That's spectacular. And as always, we're joined, uh, we have the pleasure of uh, being joined today, as always, by the very uh, distinguished and honorable Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm a little, I'm a little worn out today. Um, I, you know, I just got in on a red eye last night from Iowa. How was I? You was in Iowa City, right? I, I was in Iowa City. Um, it went unbelievably well, Tim. Was you well was received out there? Well, I'm telling you, and we were talking about this being a grassroots thing. Yeah, for those of you who missed our last podcast, uh, the colonel has decided to run for both the uh, denomination for both the Democratic and Republican Party in 2016. So he ran for both. So uh, yes, it went well. So I get there, and uh, the crowds. I, I talked to first. I went to Tony Service Station up there. That's Iowa City. Talk right, to, or right outside. Right I outside. Say. Talked to three people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Went into the Walmart. Mm-hmm. Talked to nine people. In Walmart. In Walmart. And how were you received? Very well. Very well. And then the crowd got up to 20. Now, think about this, Timmy. The crowd hit 22 people at Walmart. Well, you mean the crowd is like, so that's like seven times the number you started. In a day. In, in one in day. day. In it's a day. I, it's amazing, uh, Colonel. I, I think it's really going to start to take off for you now, and I'm, I'm sure that once word gets out that you're running, uh, you're going to scare a lot of people away that you know that would have normally thrown their hat in the room. You know, Hillary Clinton and Jeb Bush, they might be rethinking things a little bit right now. Well, Mitt Romney already quit. Yeah, well, yeah, he probably had heads up that you were leaning. He, well, I, I, I given him a call before. Oh, well, I, I, call that, before. that was very, uh, you know, that was a courtesy, I guess, that you... Uh, we also got, while I was there, a um, nice lady I talked to at the service station. Mm-hmm. Uh, got her to sponsor and got a free meal from her. Oh, if, so we got if, a sponsor. If you're ever outside of, uh, outside of our city, you want to go to Karen's Chinese Buffet. Four ninety nine, all you can eat, twenty four seven. Does that include egg rolls? Yeah, they don't close on Christmas Day. They don't close ever, ever. 
are the attractive Chinese women there? Because I, I'm, I'm kind of fond of attractive Chinese women. I did not see any. There, I, I don't believe there are any Chinese people in Iowa. See, I'm telling you, I'm going to have to start getting my nails done or something because you see a lot of cute Asian women at those nail places. Yes. The, the, the colonel doesn't That's do, what you need to do. The colonel not a, not a, uh, a, a, a what, you, what you call that word? Uh, the metrosexual. I'm not a metrosexual. <laughs> no, colonel, you're not. You sir are not. Okay, so um, before we get started, today's topic is H.H. H. Holmes, of course, uh, the notorious... Uh, are you just going to skip our shout-outs to our fans? <laughs> no, I'll get to it. I'm just going to kind of talk about the topic since, you know, some people listen for the topic. Um, the topic today is the first American serial killer, H.H. Um, H. Holmes, and uh, we're going to get into that shortly, but we're going to give some really quick shout-outs, and um, I want to just say thank you to some of the folks who give us some positive uh, comments on our Facebook page, and I'm not going to give last names, so I hope you guys know who you are, but this is, uh, I want to say thank you to Jenny, John W., Deborah. Harold and Joe, thank you guys for all your positive comments. Keep them coming. Um, we really we read all your comments, and um, we really look forward to it every day, getting, you know, getting the feedback from you guys. Um, so thank you very much. Uh, again, you can find all of our podcasts uh, on, uh, our, uh, on iTunes under History Dweebs uh, or on Stitcher and at our website, which is historydweeb.com. Uh, or check us out on Facebook. And I think um, the colonel has a shout-out or two he wants to give. I, I do have a shout-out. First of all, I want to Let me also say I like attractive <clears throat> Latina women, too, just in case okay. there's some out there listening. You basically... I'm, you like attractive women. You just like attractive young women. Well, yeah, over 21. Over 21 and under 25. <laughs> I may go up to the 35. It's a little disturbing to the crowd. Dottie, we try, Dottie. um, We try so hard with him, Dottie. But speaking of of lovely women under 25, I'm going to give a shout-out to my friend Brittany Lynn, who listens to our podcast faithfully. Yes, Brittany Um, is a very good listener of ours. uh, And she got an added bonus of... She she likes the Colonel accent. She put it on our page. The Colonel has a delightful accent. You paid her five dollars to put that on there. Hey, didn't you offer her lunch or something? No. Yeah, you paid her it, five dollars. She just put it on there. She just put it on. You I, paid her. You I, sca- now see I that's disturbing. That's disturbing so that you say that. <laughs> the girl did it of her own accord. Now. Now well, you sully her reputation. No, I didn't. You sully, I, you, we'll stop have, it, devil. We'll stop have, it. We'll have to investigate that. Do you yeah. have other shouts there, too? And uh, I'm going to tell you, Bob, you're sending a very nice email, and the colonel will be honored with you to sit down and knock back a bottle of Jim Beam with you and discuss what. But, and you know what, Bob? We might just sit down, because I'm looking for a running mate. I'm looking for a running mate. I actually consider the blue head devil because she's the only person I ever met more evil than Dick Cheney. Well, um, and, and she and she kind of puts her foot in her mouth a lot, like uh, Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. Yeah, uh-huh. she's a perfect mix. She is a perfect. And mix. you know, you know, hey, she's scarier than Putin. Well, you send her over there. Well, she's a Putin. she's a Putinista. She's a Putinista, but you send her out to Netanyahu come over here. You know, with the, with the whole scandal with yeah. him coming over. All you got to do is send the blue hat devil over there. He, she say, look, BB, 
get your ass on the plane and get back home. Yeah, I think he can be shaking in his well, shoes. Well, you know, you want your, you know, it's, it's it's good strategies to keep you above the fray, so you don't have to get down in the mud. He is the fray. You she don't is, have to get down in the mud. You need an attack dog as your VP. The woman, the Luca Brazzi of 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 women. If Luca Brazzi was a woman, it would be the blue hair devil. Yeah. So, so I wouldn't rule her out just yet. So, uh, any other shout outs before we get on to the podcast? <laughs> I, no, I, I got mine all done. Thank oh, you very wonderful. much. You're welcome. Okay, so let's get started and talk about H.H. Holmes. We haven't done a serial killer, it seems like, for hours. <laughs> so, we're back to ser- a serial killer today, but this is a, it's, it's supposed to be one of the first serial killers in the U.S., although. Recorded, yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, can I correct you? Yeah. It was not actually a serial killing. It was a mass killing. Uh, it was a mass Holmes? killing. Well, he killed... Did he kill them all at once? He didn't kill them all at once. It was the drug thing in, in Hollywood? No. The drug thing in Hollywood? Are we talking about John Holmes, the porn guy? <laughs> no. No. H.H. Holmes, not the, John Holmes, not the well-endowed porn star. Please. Hold on. So he was involved in the murder, too. So you yeah. researched John Holmes for this. He did a lot did of research. A lot of John Holmes. This, this man did twenty five hundred movies. Twenty five hundred. <laughs> we'll movies that, the man we'll have to say that for a different podcast. Carl. Okay, so oh, hold for on. The love of heat. H H Holmes. Yes, this is about H H Holmes, okay. and he's one of the first American recorded American serial killers. I say one of because we have a podcast coming. And we think we're going to do coming up soon. That one of our listeners had suggested on the Bloody Benders, and I think they may predate, as a family of serial killers, I think it may predate H.H. Uh, H. Holmes, but today's topic is H.H. H. Holmes, and uh, um, he'll be familiar, if you're, he's not familiar with you now, uh, after this podcast you'll know about him, but um, they're also making a uh, Hollywood movie about H.H. H. Holmes, so... Um, with Leonardo DiCaprio, how do you say his name? Di- DiCaprio. Di- yeah, whatever. DiCaprio. DiCaprio. Um, wow, he's a fine actor. <laughs> he is a fine. fine. He, he a could cool. be a listener. He, is yeah, he might. Yeah, he, he might be. A, he he, lost he was very good in uh, Titanic. He was okay. excellent in the party. Okay. He was. Okay, so today's topic is H.H. H. Holmes. you love no one. Um, that's not true. Now, today's topic is H.H. H. Holmes, and H.H. Um, H. H. Holmes is, uh, was born Herman Webster Mudgett in May 16, 1861. Here's an interesting fact. Had he been born a week earlier, he would have been born exactly 100 years before me. That's an amazing fact. It is. So he was born on May 16th. Glad I was sitting down. May 16th, 1861. Uh, He was born in Glen Matton, New Hampshire, uh, to a farming family. He had two brothers and one older sister. His uh, mother and father, as I said, were were farmers. They were devout Methodists. Um, Only thing really unusual in his... uh, in his family, it would appear that his father was uh, an alcoholic and had a violent temper. Um, blah, blah, blah. I kind of kill people because my daddy was alcoholic. He never used that as an excuse. He said uh, when he was, they actually had a recording of him, one of the early recordings. And he claims that um, 
he had the devil in him. Well, did you see the guy bought the, a bunch of wax recordings and then he got yeah, one of them yeah. was a recording H.H. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. So we'll talk about that later. But anyway, uh, when he was young, uh, the only thing that, un- unusual to happen to him was some bullies. That, there was a doctor in town. You know how the doctors and old doctors' <coughs> offices they used to have the skeleton hanging on. You know, you take, I do. even like in paintings of uh, what was the. I don't know. In, in med school, there's yeah. a skeleton that hangs there. Yeah, there had a skeleton hangs there. Well, he, um, uh, some bullies, uh, he was scared of it. And some bullies of, uh, in his neighborhood forced him into the doctor's office and made him touch the skeleton. And he, um, instead of being freaked out over it, um, he became sort of obsessed with it and obsessed with the whole uh, idea of dying and of death. Um so he grew up there in New Hampshire, and on July fourth, oh, really? July fourth, eighteen seventy-eight, which is the Independence Day, obviously, uh, he married uh, Mudgett married uh, Clara Lovering, uh, and uh, from what I read, it was really uh, she was of a higher uh, social class than him, and he married her for uh, for money uh, because he did not come from money. His parents did not have a lot of money. But um, he married her and it got him a ticket into med school in 1882 at the University of Michigan. Uh, so he enters med Go school. Big Go Big Blue. Uh, he enters med school um, and the way they did the courses there, they would talk about a particular body, a region of the body, or body parts, or whatever, of organs, and then uh, during class, and then then they would go study those parts on the cadaver. Well, uh, he became kind of obsessed with cadavers. He started working with them every day. Does he just touch things and become obsessed with them? Because that, <laughs> I mean, that seems to be an issue for him. Yeah. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't very normal, uh, but he learned that. Um, uh, but he had. He had an eye for business because he learned that the janitor was making some money selling, buying and selling these cadavers, and apparently they were uh, kind of cadavers were kind of hard to get for medical research, and uh, there was some money to be made there. And the, a lot of times the schools didn't ask a lot of questions as long as they had. A cadaver, they would, you know, they could make some decent bucks. So that kind of got him thinking, hey, there's, you know, there's some way I can angle this for some money. Um, so he started stealing cadavers and disfiguring them. And then uh, what he would do was take out insurance on the cadaver and then <laughs> he would disfigure them and then collect insurance money. So this is why he was married to uh, his first wife. Well, his he was always married to his first wife. The guy got married more times than Larry King. Um, he why was, you got to sully Larry King? What what is it with you people today? Uh, Larry King's been married you, several you times. You got here late. Yeah, so <laughs> it's been a long. So day. he was still married to Clara, and he went off and he married another woman. While still married to Clara, he married Myrtle. Bell nap. Now, you know, so the name was, Myrtle. It, it's it, Myrta. He was a Mormon. Well, it looks like Myrtle to me, and I don't like the name Myrtle. Well, you need to fix your glasses. It's Myrta. Was he a Mormon? Was he a. Hey! He was the murderer and Mormon. No, he wasn't. He was, he was, a, not. Methodist. He was a Methodist. 
Uh, so anyway... They can't marry two people. Well, he did. He married Murda. Is that her name? Murda. Murda Belknap, or Belknap in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and he had a daughter with her. He had a son with his first wife, who ended up uh, growing up to becoming the uh, city manager in Orlando, Florida, um, his, his son. But he had a, a, a daughter with Murda. And Myrtle. Myrtle. <laughs> and she ended up... There was a Myrtle who used to live next door to me <clears throat> when I was a kid. Anyway... She had a, they had a daughter, and she grew up to be a school teacher. Not that that's important to the story. I just like these interesting little tidbits. Um, when I do that, the devil tells me, get on point. What well, are you talking okay. about? This is one of, How this, come you it's, part, it's part of my charm. So, um, he then, uh, so he runs out of bodies, and so he needs some cash. So, he decides he's going to fake his own death. And Murda is in on him with this. So he keeps going down to the morgue trying to find a body that looks like his own. He'd show up every day, but he couldn't find a body that looked like his own. So he had an old classmate, a classmate visit him, and a classmate sort of resembled him. So he took out an insurance policy on himself. Classmate visits him. He uh, poisons him with... Um, Litna, I believe is the name. It was uh, basically opiates. Uh, he ODs, uh, classmate ODs on opiates. Uh, they, he disfigures him and then um, puts, his, uh, puts his own clothes on his classmates, puts his ID on his classmates. Um, they find him. The wife collects the insurance, uh, wife number two collects the insurance. Now, he still hasn't divorced wife number one. But collects the insurance and he gets twenty thousand uh, dollars, and he will use this to build his famous uh, castle hotel in Chicago, which uh, Brandy will talk about shortly. But um, just like he was a serial killer, he was also uh, a serial um, husband because guess what? He gets married again in eighteen ninety four to to Georgiana Yoke. Was her young lady's name, which answers a lot of questions, actually. So he was still—he was married three times, never divorced. So he was, uh, you know, he was quite the ladies' man. And, and I want you to consider something just for <coughs> He grows up with an alcoholic, violent father. So, so well, he, I know his father. I don't know his mom. Oh, okay, his mom was violent and alcoholic. No, his father was violent and alcoholic. That's what I just said the first time, and you said, "Oh, no, father! He didn't have no father." What no, I thought you said his mother. <laughs> I thought you said his mother or father would. No, and so he grows up with this violent alcoholic. Yeah. Okay. So he's already a little damaged, a little damaged, right? Well, I guess. Now, but I mean, that doesn't carrying a little bit of anger with him. Now the fool take on three wives. Okay. Now one wife, one wife. Make me pick up a hatchet. You better be careful. Your, no, wife, I'm just saying, your wife listens to our podcast. She knows it to be true. Now I could imagine having, and, and while she's a beautiful woman and a lovely lady, your wife I is could very imagine nice. having three of her talking to me at the same time. Well, they don't I'd all be live in the house like sister right wives. They don't all live in the house as sister wives. But still, they got the telegram. They can no. nag you from the telegram, yeah. telephone. Well, I mean, this was a time. Look, this was a time when you could just move from town to town and start over, which is basically what he did. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what he did. So he was upgrading then. Yeah. Okay, then so, I understand. And so then, but he, now with $20,000 in his pocket, he moves to Chicago to take advantage of the World Fair, which is about ready to start in Chicago, and Brandy's going to tell us about that. Yes. He arrived in Chicago 
in August of 1886 and came a um, came across a drugstore that sat at the corner of South Wallace and West 63rd Street in the Inglewood neighborhood. And the lady that owned it, her name was Dr. Elizabeth Holton. Uh, she gave Holmes a job. Yeah, that was a mistake. Yeah, that's her bad. And he proved him. He was he was a hardworking employee. He was always you know always did his job. Came in when he was supposed to. Um, and eventually he worked there for a while. And eventually her husband died. Holton's husband died. Now you'd think he'd marry her, well, but he did not. Holton's husband dies, and Holmes offers to buy the drugstore from her, and she agrees. And he um, he he bought the store mainly with funds obtained by mortgaging. He took the store's fixtures and all the stock and mortgaged it. Yeah, he, it was a Ponzi scheme, and didn't he play a role in uh, the husband's death? Are you getting to that? I, I, I've I seen some see reports where he he he, uh, he was slowly poisoning. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. So he was not. He was the first Bernie Madoff too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kinda, he had kinda. a lot going on there. Yeah. So he um, he purchased the store with all these funds that he got from the fixtures and the stock, and the loan needed to be repaid in in sub- the substantial monthly installment of one hundred dollars a month. Man, that's almost how much I pay for rent. It's about $2,625 in today's money. So he purchased he purchased that lot, and he purchased a lot across from the drugstore where he built a three-story block-long castle, as it was dubbed by those in the neighborhood. Um, and it was called the World's Fair Hotel. And this was in, is this Elmwood? It's in Englewood. Englewood. Yeah, in Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Um, and it opened, he opened it as a, a, a hostel for the world's Columbian Expo, Exposition. Yeah, it's yeah. a world's fair, basically. Uh, in 1893. And part of the structure was devoted to commercial space. And the ground floor of the castle contained Holmes' own relocated drugstore and some shops. And the upper two floors contained... Um, his personal space. So it had his office, and it also had a maze of over a hundred windowless rooms and doorways, and um, or windowless rooms and doorways that went in that opened to nowhere, and weird hallways and stairways that went into the ceiling. It was just this really weird. Nightmarish fun house kind of thing that he yeah, had didn't, going. Didn't he have? And you make. I'm sorry if I'm jumping into this, but didn't he have like hire different contractors to do different parts? Yes, he changed them a lot during the construction. So he so he felt like he was the only one who really fully understood the design of the house. So during during the building um, during the construction in 1889, Holmes met a guy named Benjamin Peitzel. He was a carpenter, and he was he was a bit of a lawbreaker. He went by Benny. He was shady. Well, they, they, they called him Benny Pretzel. <laughs> when I saw his name, that's what Benny I thought. Benny Pretzel. Yeah. Did they? Yeah. Well, Holmes exploited him as his stooge. He was his minion. Well, no, he was he was the guy. He was the stooge. He was you know he was the one who took all the blame for everything. Um, he was actually called at one point Holmes's creature. And after the completion of the hotel, Holmes just started picking off female victims from amongst his employees. Um, 
they were required, well, among his employees, they were required um, as a condition of employment to take out life insurance policies. Nice. Yeah, and Holmes would pay the premiums, but he was also the beneficiary. We should do that here. We really we should. Really we should. should. Do, um, do either of you got any insurance on the colonel? I can neither confirm nor deny my carrying of any sort of policy on the two of you. Drive carefully. Yes. <laughs> Sleep peacefully. So, um, but anyway, he would he would take victims, female victims, from his um, from amongst his employees. He would lovers, hotel guests. Um, you know, he would just take these women. Some were locked in soundproof bedrooms uh, that were fitted with gas lines that would lead them to lead him to asphyxiate them at any time. Um, this is creepy. I mean, going to stay in this hotel. And it's like Saul. Uh, yeah, and you stay in this hotel and you're going to get asphyxiated. This was going to go to the Super 8. You ever stayed in the Super 8? <laughs> wow. La Quinta, man. <laughs> hey, hey. I, La Quintas are fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they might be a sponsor one day. Yeah. Other victims were locked in huge soundproof bank vaults near his office and they were left to suffocate. Um, victims' bodies were then dropped down a secret chute into the basement. Where some uh, were uh, dissected, they were stripped of flesh, they were crafted into human skeleton, or into, I'm sorry, crafted into skeleton models, and then they were sold to medical schools. So, uh, so this guy was cool. I mean, he, 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 I'm sorry, he was what? He was cool. He not only he not only got had he was not only a serial killer, but and not only protect insurance on these people. That wasn't enough. He had to sell their cadavers to medical school. Well, you well. know, when the Indians killed the buffalo, they used every part yeah. of the buffalo. Well, he, was, you know, he, had, he had an eye for business. He did have an eye for business. So um, they were... They, he had two huge furnaces as well as pits of acid that were, that were built into his basement. Bottles of uh, venomous po- various poisons... And he even had a stretching rack. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. But, you know, in fairness, the, the man was only like 5'6". Well, he wanted to be a little, bit taller. Be a little bit taller. Yeah. Um, he used the connections that he gained in medical school, and he sold skeletons and organs just left and right with very, very little difficulty or interference from any sort of law enforcement. Well, at least he was put in his... Uh, medical training to good use. He did this for a long time. Like, how many people did he kill? Um, it is. He it is said that he killed. He had, there's nine confirmed deaths. He confessed to 27, and they're estimating that the actual number is up around 200. So uh, he's doing this for a long time. This whole creepy mansion, this creepy. Uh, uh, hotel, World's Fair, middle of Chicago, and so then what happens? It's really like the Saw House. Uh, the colonel here has... He was basically his own Spanish flu, is what he was. He really... He was a long He's his own plague. He was flag. thinning out the herd by himself. <clears throat> he is, but no, the colonel has uh, all the information on his capture and arrest. Well, we'll be interested to hear that, Colonel. Share with us, Colonel. Not John Holmes now. Not no. well, the, the caption arrest are, are kind of weird because he's he's a strange man. Now the world's when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Fair's over, okay? The creditors are closing in on him. The economy's going to hell in Chicago. So... It's kind of like Sophie from Russia after the Olympics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, choice. Now, by a stroke of luck, he inherited property from a couple of railroad heiress sisters. Um, one, he had promised to marry... Um, and both. Because what's he got to lose? <laughs> and well, both. he's available, apparently. Sure. And both he had murdered. <laughs> there you go. So he ends up in Fort Texas, or for, I'm sorry, Fort Worth, Texas, where he's going to, decides to build another uh, another castle. But uh, he, he abandoned that plan. So he's jumping around with Johnny Pretzel through the United States. And, yeah, uh, he's, is he, he's wanted at this point, right? Or is he? Um, no, he's not wanted yet. Okay. He's not wanted yet. Um but now this is where he becomes in the colonel's in the colonel's eyes, because there's a lot of things a man can do. Mm-hmm. But his first arrest is for the most dastardly deed you could commit: jaywalking, rape, or murder. Or no, what? He was a horse swindler. Oh, I know you don't like horse swindlers. Oh no, you do not. He was a horse swindler. Because I always hear you talking about going to talk a man about to, to a man about a horse. Talk, yeah, talk to a man about a horse, and I never swindled a man. And, but he was a horse window. I mean, now, who okay, does that? Really? Who, well, yes, it was I mean, you got a or whatever. You're right. Where they usually just take you out and string you up. Right. They hang you over uh, horse horse wrestling. So now he uh, horse wrestling. No horse, <laughs> horse wrestling. You usually take an ass kicking, but you really do. <laughs> yeah. uh, those horses like can wrestling. be juicy. Yeah. No, if you get the right. Never. Okay, okay, Midget go. wrestling. You okay? We Horse have small people who listen to our podcast. How many times have I asked you not to use the word midget? You okay. used the word midget on Colonel or Commodore Nut. Well, he was a midget. <laughs> he was a midget. All right, go ahead. So now he uh, he he gets thrown in jail in Boston. This what this is really his downfall. This is his downfall because Holmes was a jailhouse talker. He was a braggart. You know it. Ain't, he couldn't keep his mouth closed, and he comes up with this plan that he's gonna fake his own death, and he meets his Again. guy Marion Hedgeworth. Yeah, so you should definitely and tell everybody about it. Now Hedgeworth is is doing about twenty five years in prison, um, 
but he becomes friends. I guess they were cellmates. I don't know if there was any, you know. All right, go on. But you're anyway, like, you're looking for hanky panky, aren't you? Well, I've still got John Holmes in my mind, but um, <laughs> that's your. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's this weird. Uh, uh, this Hedgeworth sends him to this attorney. You know, they're, they're going to fake his own death. Somehow, Hedgeworth is going to get like money out of this. He's in jail for twenty five years. I don't know what. You know, maybe he was going to put it on his. He was uh, going to put it in his commissary. Yeah, uh, so he account. could get. Um, um, but the the plan falls through because he does kill somebody, mm-hmm. but the insurance company don't pay up. They just became suspicious and said, we ain't paying. And Holmes said, hmm, I'm not going to press this one. So he comes up with another idea with Johnny Pretzel. And Johnny Pitzel, isn't it? It's actually Benjamin Pitzel. Oh, but Benjamin. I, I'm like, like, I, from here on out, he will be known as Johnny Pretzel. Fair enough. Um, so... Holmes says, because this scam has worked for him in the past, let's go back to the faking the death. Right. But the problem with the faking the death is... if that's when he, By the way, that's when he changed his name to H.H. Holmes. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot to mention it. When you go into business with H.H. Holmes, business Business. with H.H. Holmes... Or Mr. Mudgett. You, and he says, hey, I got a plan. Let's fake your death. Yeah. Chances are. It's not fake. It's not fake. When H.H. Home take an insurance policy out on you, oh, it's not good for you. It's worse than having a voodoo spell put on you. You cannot be worth more money no, dead than you are alive around H.H. Exa- Home. You know what it's like? It's like if the devil had a little tiny doll of you. If you, she, put the pin right she to your heart. She is dead very, very you know, she's a practicing voodoo goddess. She's a voodoo queen. Priestess. Yeah, priestess. Not a high priestess, just a regular priestess, but I'm still a priestess. I wish right. I was a high priestess. Yeah. She's she high half the time, I think. But um, So so Johnny Pretzel here, it's the dumbass, he decides, oh, this is, this is hurtful. What could go wrong with H.H. Holmes having an insurance policy on me? He's got my best interest at heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So uh there's a guy I could trust. So he uh he kills Johnny Pretzel. Damn it. Get out. He killed him, yeah. Shut your ass, he did not. He did. And then he uh got the insurance money. After he showing up to genuine pretzel. This is one of the first times he showed up an actual true genuine corpse of somebody. So then he he starts sweet-talking Johnny Pretzel's wife. You know, she unsuspecting. And he gets uh, somehow three... He gets custody. This Holmes guy gets custody of three of Johnny Pretzel's kids. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you may want to take another look at it, that, at that um, adoption study. Yeah. He killed for him. For what? Uh, yeah, I mean, for what? He killed him. Now, by this awful. time... We're still on the horse trading thing, and, uh, and and there's a Philadelphia detective. His name Frank Guy. He's he's suspicious. He he's 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 suspicious of uh, all the things that have been going on because this guy's been you know somehow Frank Guy crossed paths with Holmes, and he knows something shady about this whole thing. I don't know why he would think so. Yeah. So well, I mean, he you, follows know, you, could, you could get by with a lot of stuff before computers and databases. And I hate that shit. So he follows Holmes to Indianapolis, Indiana, home, Indiana, home of the Hoosiers, yes. home of the Hoosiers, and well, uh, Indiana, not Indianapolis. I guess the Pacers. 
And so he goes to, he finds out that he follows Holmes to a drugstore where Holmes buys some poison to kill Johnny Pretzel's brother, Howard Pretzel. And he's going to wipe out the whole family. Yeah. Why do you keep calling him Pretzel? It's okay. Yeah. It's so disturbing to me. Well, now. Pitzel. Pitzel. It's Pitzel, yeah. But anyway, see, remember the original plan with the Marion Hedgeworth in the jail where he's talking and talking and talking? I don't even remember what we're talking about, but okay. Where where he set up the plan to fake his own death and collect on insurance and insurance company won't pay back. Right. He promises this guy $10,000 and whatnot. He stiffed him. He stiffed him. He stiffed him, and Marion may have stiffed him while he was in jail. I don't know. I'm not making any any <laughs> no assumptions. We're not saying that that's what happened. I'm not saying that that's happening. Um, we can confirm, can now, not confirm or deny that there was some stiffing going on. Right. But what some you begging. don't want to do is have a guy that's in jail for 25 years with a grudge, and and they got the dirt on you. You know, because they got nothing to do but sit around and think up how I'm going to get stew. even with that some bitch. Yeah. yeah. So. When the $10,000 doesn't show up on his commissary account, Johnny, uh, this Marion Hedgeworth, he walked into the commissary one day. Can All you right? put $10,000 on a commissary account? That seemed to me would be a red it's flag. It's a lot of cigarettes. It seemed to be a red flag, but in at that time, you could smoke in the prisons before the before they took away your rights. Before I mean, the man yeah, came before and the man tried came to, and took yeah. away your rights. Big brother, step in, but whatever. Getting off track here. Um, so Marion Hedgeworth, he go down, he tell him. I want myself a Milky Way and a Coca-Cola. And they tell him, Marion, you ain't got no money on your commissary account. He's like, no, I want, I want to give me some Air Jordans, too. Air Jordans? Yeah. And he's like, Those no, you can't very do that. Popular. You got no money. He's like, I got $10,000 in my commissary account. He's like, no, nobody put no money in. He walks back to his cell. He just mad in hell. You know the first call? He goes to his cell, gets on his internet, and sends oh, an email not off. the internet. Yeah, sends an email yeah. off to the police. Oh, son of a bitch. Saying, uh... Well, on it, the internet. Wouldn't the police be at the prison? I mean, wouldn't there be some sort of law official there? Like a prison guard? Well, yeah. he wanted to talk Warden. to a particular person. Okay. So, uh... So he's going to turn state's evidence now. He's a rat. Yeah. He's a dirty rat. Yeah, he, he, well, no, he got screwed. He's a he dirty rat. You don't rat. Everybody knows that. So now the whole thing coming apart. Um, so now he's being held on this. Now they grab him. Now they grab him and. Uh, so this guy, this guy. They grab him in Texas. Actually, rats on him. Rats yeah. on him. Okay. See, I don't like being grabbed. And uh, basically, at this time, the gig is up because now they got some suspicion, and he had a caretaker there named Pat Quinlan, and. Oh, what did Pat do? Well, you know, Quinlan, what, what's that say to you? <laughs> doesn't say anything to He's an Irish guy. Oh, says nothing but He's an Irish guy. Nothing and you know what? He that wasn't that the medicine woman's last name? Wasn't her name Quinn? That was Dr. Quinn, yes. Yeah, Quinn. And, and Quinlan's like, yeah, okay. And, you know, he was the custodian, and usually you hire kind of slow-witted people to be the custodian if you have a murder and we're castle. going to, you're going to offend all those no, custodians you, out there. I'm saying if you have a murder, castle, a murder if you're castle. making a murder castle, then you want to yeah. hire somebody who's not real bright so that they don't ask questions. Every evil genius knows that. So then this Pat Quinlan says, well, you know, I like the job. But he never let me clean the upper floors. I don't know what the deal is with that. 
you know, because now the police are all over. They're asking everybody questions. And uh, the gig is up. The gig is up. And then once they start looking into this murder castle, oh, it's just all over. But the shouting. Yeah, I mean, it, there's there's more bones there than at a Halloween party. You know what I mean? I know it's exactly what you mean. Um, so. Did that? I don't even know if that made sense. Yeah, but that's he, all right. He did have a uh, like Timmy. He had an affinity for a certain type of woman. What kind um, of woman did he like? He liked blonde-haired women. He liked blonde-haired like, women. I like blonde-haired women. Although he did not mind killing women and children. Um, he's indiscriminate. So now he in Philadelphia because this he's in he's in jail. They caught him and they're gonna. Um, he confessed to the insurance scam. And uh, while all this is going on, the police, are, they start to unravel the Johnny Pretzel thing. Especially, now this is what they don't like, the fate of the three children. And this Frank guy, he like... Well, there was no reason for that. Uh, no you don't know. Maybe reason. There was, I mean, maybe there was the cranky kids. Maybe they just... I don't care uh, if they... Of course they were cranky kids. Well... Anyway, I'm just saying this Frank guy, he's he just relentless. So he's got he's on this quest to find these three kids. On a quest to see a movie. So he goes back to the Holmes Castle in Chicago, which, you know, received a lot of publicity. He finds their remains and that's just it for Holmes. He's just done. So now, um Holmes, the first trial he gets put on for is for the murder of Johnny Pretzel. And he's found guilty and sentenced to death. So by this time, it's pretty it's pretty clear that he murdered the pretzel children. He murdered he he murdered the mini pretzels. All the baby pretzels. Yeah, all the baby pretzels. And uh, then he confesses to thirty murders in Chicago, Indianapolis, and Toronto. Now he confessed to murdering more. Um, some of them was still living. Uh, he, now, six times he tried to kill people and failed. I guess that's when he was young and practicing or something. But, but uh, uh, Yeah, but he, uh, by insurance companies, no, by the, by the Hearst newspaper. Oh, okay, so you got the Hearst newspaper. They want to tell this story. They want his confession. So they give him $7,500. Now, Holmes already know he wanted he, his chicken cooked. All um, right. Now that'd be worth about two hundred thousand in today's money, but uh, yeah, Hearst was—they uh, were famous for doing a lot of uh, what they call yellow journalism. Yeah, sensationalism. Um, didn't they call it jizz journalism? Or they something? did jazz journalism. Jazz yeah. journalism. Yeah. I'm sorry, my bad. I still got John Holmes on there. Jazz, jizz, journalism. What? <laughs> jizz journalism. All right, continue. It's like, That's uh, what's in Playboy. <laughs> Devil. <laughs> You said it. I made a... No, mine was a, a slip of the tongue. No, it was not. <laughs> so anyway... Slip of the tongue. <laughs> Holmes, he gives the confession, but he's got all kinds of contradictions. And, you know, his his faculty for lying, you just can't believe it. I mean, a guy's a horse swindler. You can't believe what You cannot believe horse you swindlers. Know, he might have killed the children. He might have done whatever. But a horse swindler? A horse swindler. Once a horse swindler, always a horse swindler. Oh, it's the lowest form of human life you could ever run across. You know, it's horse, not whore. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Horse. Yeah. You will be the horse swindler here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Number one, Cheap Charlie. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. So, anyway, 
everybody this time, everybody tired of him. And uh, I, just let me say, did. she doesn't have to be a Latina or Asian, really, as long as she's a. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're just throwing out there any, pretty much any woman of any color. Of any color, as long as she's like t- between 25 and 35 and attractive, email me. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. So uh, now Holmes is telling people he was possessed by Satan, which is he was just a mean guy. I mean, me, now me and you, Timmy, mm-hmm. you ever met somebody possessed by Satan? It's hurtful. <laughs> the blue-haired devil. It's hurtful. The blue-haired devil. Now, I got to say, she's been on good behavior the last couple of days, and I, that scares me. It's drugs. That, no, it scares me, Timmy, because it, I, I just don't like it. Yeah. I, I like when I know where the blue-haired devil stands on something. She's been too nice. So anyway, they're going to... Uh, they're going to hang hang him for killing, oh. of all people, Johnny Pretzel. <laughs> well, so, a life is a... Is a now, he didn't really... Wasn't all life. All that. He wasn't even scared when he walked up there. He asked that his uh, coffin be contained in cement and buried 10 feet deep because he didn't want some grave robbers so, coming so in. So, they don't want to take his cadaver. Yeah, that's exactly right. He, 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 <laughs> for free. <laughs> yeah, he knew there was cadaver snatch. There was a whole cadaver snatching ring that got broke up, but anyway... Now, here's the good part of it. The best part of this, because this is what every horse swindler deserves. Horse? Every horse swindler. Uh-huh. When they hung him and the little platform dropped and he fell with that rope around his neck, it didn't snap his neck. He dangled there. Like 15 minutes or something. He strangled and twitched and peed on himself for 15 minutes. That. Yeah, yeah, 15 minutes. I know 15 minutes he was strangled. Yeah, now some of these people <clears throat> didn't. Now, now Mr. Marion Hedgepath, he was pardoned. He was pardoned. He didn't have no money in his commissary, but they pardoned him. Yeah, for, but for, he, he met a an untimely fate as well, didn't he? Well, there was a, um, yeah, a guy named uh, Edward Jabba the Hutt. Um, he was a police officer. Edward Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, there was a police officer, Edward Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's actually Edward Jaburik, but it's hard to say, so I call him Edward Jabba the Hutt. He's a policeman. Um, he's just walking along, minding his own business. He stops in Chicago, you know. He stops in, get a beer, whatever, on duty. He shouldn't have been doing that. And there, Marion Hedgeworth trying to hold up the saloon. The guy just got out of a 28-year sentence. Yeah. So, uh, so obviously, rehabilitation <clears throat> was not working for him. He's well, like the guy from Shawshank. He didn't. When used to be an out, he actually, go back. He went into the bar and said, "Give me a double shot." Mm. Jabba the Hutt gave him a double shot, right one in the neck and one in the temple. Yep. No, there was no so, trial the ne- this time. Yeah. Now this Quinlan, mm-hmm. this Quinlan, he met an untimely death too, because uh, there was there was a lot of things that couldn't be explained there. That, that kind of lingered over, kind of hung over the head of, of Qu- this Quinlan guy. So he decided he's going to drink a bunch of strychnine, killed himself. Um, now that'll do it. Now his relatives say he'd be, he'd been haunted by you know all this stuff that happened, but I think Quinlan probably had something to do with it. Uh, myself personally, he's Irish. There was money involved. Those Irish people do anything for money. Aye, aye, aye. Um, so, um, <clears throat> so how many folks total did he kill? Did we what did I say? Four hundred and thirty-seven. He did not. Four hundred and thirty-seven. He did not. He 
killed. Uh, he was he was convicted of what nine? He was nine. Are were confirmed twenty seven. He confessed to, but it's estimated he killed over two hundred. Yeah. Now in eighteen ninety five, it uh, burned down. It was uh, a pretty bad hotel. wildfire. The hotel. I wonder what's up there now. Have you been up there? It is a public. It not a public. It is a uh, post office. You know, it's going there's to, a post office. They raised it and put a post office. They're up going there. to be. It's going to get a lot of publicity because, like I said, uh, there probably been more people killed in that post office than they've been killed people going postal. Going crazy. <laughs> so. More people but killed in the post uh, office. The, than, the movie coming out this summer, I'm sure that they'll they'll attract a lot of people there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and, and there was there is a documentary film out on him, um, and and there's also a very good book. I read the book. It's Murder in White City. Um, it's a very long book, so our so listeners they were like who have actual and all that. It's long winded. Yeah, they had citations and everything. Well, no, I mean it's like some bitches like two hundred pages it had, and no pictures. Um, no, so let me just, let me ask you this, Colonel. Did uh, it, it wasn't a recording? We mentioned this earlier. Wasn't there a recording of H. H. Holmes' voice recently found? Yeah, there was a guy who who's just a collector of wax recordings. Back in old days, you know, they they would record on. They called them wax, but they would. I'm a big fan of wax lips. Um, they look like player piano rolls. Okay. Um, and that's what you would record. Your doctors would do a lot. Doctors would use these a lot to record notes, record mm-hmm. whatnot. Now, I don't really get it because it ain't searchable or nothing. You'd have to listen to the whole damn it's thing. It's like an original podcast back in the day. Yeah, but you can't fast forward or rewind or okay. nothing. Um, okay. It was, But anyway, they called them wax recordings. There was cylinders, and this guy collected them. He just thought they were cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got one, and it had A.J. Holmes talking, confessing, and he basically said he was the devil. He was possessed by the devil. He had the devil in him. He had the devil in him. Did you ever dance um, with the devil in the pale moonlight? I have I have danced with the devil on on a I married the devil. I mean, I danced with her at our wedding. The first dance. Renee is a lovely lady, and we want to say congratulations, Renee, on her accomplishment. You want to say anything about that? Her accomplishment. Um, I, I will say this about Renee's accomplishment, and uh, you mean marrying me? Give me married? I was thinking about that her, was her act of charity. Her uh, not that her recent or her soon to be degree. Actually, the the missus is going to be finishing up. She will graduate May fifteenth with two degrees. Um, she had two very degrees good. in three years. I, I I gotta say the family very very proud of her. She's a, now I, I call her the devil, but she's a very hard working woman. She's a very uh, she's a very lovely lady. She listens she's a smart to, woman, and I don't she's know. A smart woman is the only time she's not smart is when she don't listen to what I tell her to do. Sometimes and she she's a hard headed woman. She kind of married beneath herself. Right? She really did marry far below her station. Well, she, she uh, again, her charity. See, work, here's the problem. Her charity work knows no and, bounds. And this is a uh, this is this is not a colonel, an experienced man. Okay, yeah. I, I've been. I'm a worldly man, and I knows about relationships. Do not. Yeah. Do not. And here, here's some advice to you, women. Okay. Uh-huh. Now I marry listen, somebody. Brady, listen up. I married I, I, men. We take a woman. We look at a woman, and we we just take them at face value. Oh my God! This is what Shut this up. is what we're gonna get. Okay, yeah, yeah. In ten years, she might look a little bit different. Stuff might sag a little bit. She might be a little bit bigger. We don't, you know, we don't, we don't care about none of that, right? Because we, we because we, we, we take we're, them we're at face shallow. value. We're, we're not, not shallow. shallow, right? But women look at men 
like they look at houses. Oh well, they, they look, look at, at like houses a, like a, a, like we're meat or something. No, they look at us like a project. Like they could fix. This is a fixer-upper. Yeah, you know, I could fix this one. It's got character. It's got potential. It's got this. It's got that. Well, you followed her. Otherwise, we'd all be alone. Well, the, and and I believe the missus looked at me like, oh, he got character. He got potential. He got this. He got that. She didn't. She didn't. Uh, I don't let people fix me up. The missus got you after you were foreclosed on by the bank. Wait, <laughs> I could have been. <laughs> so, so, but we are very proud of Renee. And Renee, we don't know how you put up with the Colonel, but we we're glad that you do. Uh, final thoughts, uh, Brandy. Any final thoughts on serial killer H. H. Holmes? Sick puppy, sick sick puppy. Yeah, I want to. I would love to see that house. It, it, it looks so creepy. Um, the descriptions of it. Uh, Colonel, any final thoughts on this H. H. Holmes? Not John Holmes or, or John Holmes. Whatever. No, no thoughts on John now, Holmes. One of them had a ten-inch pecker. Was that H. H. Holmes? And which, which brings me back to something important that I brought up. And, and the bluehead devil helped me out on this. Okay. I, and I'm sorry I screwed you on this devil, but. You know, you had it coming. Um, I put in my official patent today. Well, actually, it goes in today. Yeah, it should go. The lawyer should get it in today for the Tallywhacker Tracker. Tallywhacker. You can tra- screw me on that. Yeah. The, ah, so now, what yeah. does a Tallywhacker Tracker do? It's a tiny microchip you put in your penis. Okay. Um, it's like you chipped your dog. Yeah, like you chip your dog. And if somebody steals your penis, you know that from my other podcast. Yeah, I you know can track it. Okay. You can track it on your <laughs> you phone. You can track it. And I've been, I was There's talking about a that. GPS. And There's then, an and app where you can track your penis. You can track it by phone. Um, and, nice. And, uh, and, and for the women out there, uh-huh. it don't have to be cut off. You can track that penis wherever it go. So your wife could keep track of you. Exactly. Ooh, hold on for a minute. But anyway, I want to rethink but anyway, that the devil, the there. devil. This is what this is where I get the big enjoyment. Yeah, the devil says, "Oh, you should call it the Tallywhacker Tracker." And I was like, "That's a stupid name. That's a stupid." But name. you wrote it down. And I run into my office and I call my lawyer and I was like, "Call it the Tallywhacker Tracker. That's a good name for it." Because <laughs> so, he often calls his lawyer. I know. I call my lawyer a lot. Yeah. I know. I got my lawyer on speed dial. I, my my lawyer Sal. Okay, <laughs> so should. this wraps up another exciting episode of <laughs> History Dweebs. Uh, reminder, folks, <laughs> please check us out on iTunes, on uh, Stitcher, <coughs> on Facebook. Get on our Facebook page. We love your comments. Uh, HistoryDweeb.com, and uh, we'll be uh, releasing another podcast really soon. Thank you and so I much. And I will be in New Hampshire next week. Uh, uh, Colonel will be Colonel in, will be in, New, in New Hampshire next week uh, campaigning, so get out and support the Colonel as he tries to take back the country. All right, everyone, we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.